technically, it's still winter here in the triad, but this weather of late has us feeling like spring is not only right around the corner, but at times that it's already here, which means we're about to enter the hottest time in real estate. And perhaps now it's the perfect time to start talking to the Sharp Mortgage team about buying a home. When the market gets hot, being pre-approved for a mortgage loan first means that when your dream home hits the market, you're ready to make an offer. The Sharp Mortgage team has down payment assistance programs to make home ownership dreams possible for many in the Winston-Salem and Greensboro areas. They also specialize in construction lending, physician loans, and renovation loans too. Let the Sharp team prove to you how easy buying a home can be. Get started with an email to our friend Ashley McKenzie Sharp, ashley at sharploans.com, A-S-H-L-E-Y at sharp, S-H-A-R-P-E, loans.com, ashley at sharploans.com. This is the Triad Podcast Network. Hi, this is Jason Thiel, and welcome to the Downtown Winston-Salem Podcast. Today, we're here with Bill and Laura Stevens. Hi, Bill and Laura. Hey, how are you? Hey, Jason. So Bill and Laura Stevens are with Ovation Sound, and they're going to be making a big move to downtown Winston-Salem, and they're by, they own the building at 801 North Liberty Street. And so that's what we're here to learn more about them today and to hear about their plans for the building. So, Bill, tell me about the uh, building or anything that you would like to share just on the front end, its size, and when you guys bought the building. I started working at Ovation Sound, which is near University in North Point in 2005. And uh, over the course of time, the needs of the modern musician have evolved substantially. And my business partner, Evan, Richie, and I came to the realization that we had two options. Either one, sink a lot more money into our current space, which is a rental space, commercial space, or obtain a new property and and start from scratch. Um, there's there has always been throughout the history of recording the the number one goal has always been to make records. That's not so much the case anymore. Now the the hunt for content is has has surfaced and become more prevalent. And so, in order to create content, you need modern equipment, you need video cameras, you need lights, you need all sorts of things that our archaic studio just did not have. So we decided to search around and and try to find a new space. We lucked out. We found an amazing space that's right in the middle of what I would say is sort of like the expansion part of downtown. Like right in the middle of what people would refer to as Industry Hill. Yeah. And and, and and sort of downtown is spreading in that direction, so and it's if, a really and, hot spot. And if I could acclimate people, just there's a portion of – there's a left-hand turn if you're going or westbound on Martin Luther King where you can turn left onto Liberty Street. But Liberty Street and Main Street actually veer almost together at one point, but it's just north of where Camel City Barbecue is, and it's right at the edge of 801 North uh, – Liberty Street, but if you were to drive up Main Street, you would run right into it, and right as it merges into Martin Luther King. Yeah, and it's across the street from Wise Man Brewery, and and it's there near the Ramcat, which is great because there's a lot of music stuff happening over there that we can collaborate with them. But we 
We closed on the building December 1st, 2019, and then three months later, I'm not sure, have, did you hear about the coronavirus? Yeah. <laughs> it was quite a thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our budget just got completely demolished and, and you know, to, to cost materials tripled and labor was hard to come by. And it, it's been, it's been a, a struggle for us, an uphill battle the whole way, but you know, fortunately, I have an amazing family that's been patient with with the process and, you know, has has uh, been resilient during this time of a much longer than we expected period of time to finish this project and a lot more money. And Laura, did you find the place? Well, we had been looking around at all kinds of buildings, visiting different types of buildings. And actually, our our friend Keith Wilson, who's an architect, kind of had his eye on on certain things. And it popped up one morning, and we grabbed it. We'd had our eye on this because it had been vacant for about three years, just boarded up, nothing going on. And we're like, this would be a really cool place. And so we'd had our eye on it for a while. What was the use of the building prior it, the records say it's it's from 1947 State Employment Agency Administration, and from my research from the Sanborn Fire Insurance maps, um, there were other little buildings right around it as well. Um, in fact, our neighbors right behind us, Wildfire, have a parking lot that they had to dig up and found a buried building down there. So I'd love to work with Fan Brownlee down at... Um, the library and see if he could help us find out what was going on on that corner. And it's a, uh, how big is the building? It's just under 9,000 square feet. Under three floors? Mm-hmm. And it has parking and it's uh, pretty close uh, right across the street from the Ramcat, right. very close to the Arts Base School. Mm-hmm. And we, we just recently, speaking of a little history, dug up some cobblestones and a trolley line, which you know, Liberty Street didn't used to be where Liberty Street was. It used to go completely parallel to the front of our weirdly shaped building, which is a parallelogram. And so we now have some new cobblestones and uh, a trolley line that we're going to incorporate into our front parking area. And it's safe to say that you guys both have fallen in love with this building and have been through a lot acquiring and renovating the space. And what percentage of the way are you guys think you're through with the project? And when do you think it'll be open for business? Well, so there's a couple of hurdles that we're dealing with right now. The the number one, and uh, I've been on the phone all day today with the city, is finding a way to hook in the sewage line from the building to the city. You know, the, nothing has been done underground there for a hundred years. So there's this old like terracotta pipes down there that certainly will not meet code. Uh, so we're trying to find a place where we can attach our brand new code meeting pipes into the city sewer line. And, and as, as simple as that might seem, it is the one thing that's holding us back from moving forward right now. We can't have water until we have a way for the water to exit the building. And we have dug, I, I am not exaggerating, at least 10 different holes in the earth trying to find places to hook in. And we've had guys from the, from the city, you know, shout out to Aaron Whitehurst, who's been super helpful. And of course, Dan Dockery has been amazing. Um, and, uh, and, and they've come out to the site, and yesterday, for instance, they lowered this little robot into the earth 
and had it swim around in the sewer system to try to find a place where we could tie into it. I mean, it's been it's been a it's been incredible just the amount of work that's gone into this just one little thing. But once we're hooked in to the sewer, we have a little bit of um, electrical left to be done. My electrician, Tim Baskin, has been working his tail off the last few weeks trying to get everything done. So we're waiting on the sewage connection inspection, which is, that rhymes, I think, uh, the electrical inspection. And then once that's done, we just throw sheetrock up and put some paint on it and we're good to go. Timing is everything in life. And I'm certainly hoping that my timing is right to deliver this message to you from the Ginther Group, a triad real estate team with a vast local knowledge. What's the question you often ask yourself when it comes to buying or selling a home? Is this the right time? Buyer's market, seller's market, low interest rates, high interest rates, doesn't matter. The answer can always be yes. You just have to strategize appropriately. And we provided many of those guides in our podcast with Blake Ginther and his team right here on this same feed. But here's a new one offered by the Ginther Group. Let's say you want to sell, but your home condition isn't ideal for a competitive marketplace. They've got a program that can help called Renovate Now, Pay Later. That's right. If your home is a little rough around the edges, you can make the improvements now and pay at closing when you sell. Contact the Ginther Group at 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com to learn more and see if it's an option for you. You can also talk to them about other helpful resources like their first-time homebuyer seminar or a real estate wealth management consultation. Whatever you need, contact them today and like me, you can become a Ginther Group client for life. And one of the things I like to share with people is that prior to this use, it was owned by uh, an individual that used it for their home, their primary residence, and they did a lot of hobbies and activities, and rather than getting into all the details, but he passed away and it went through just, and then that's how it became available. But prior to this, it was really underutilized as just a single family occupancy for one person who lived pretty much a hermetic lifestyle, right? That's right. Fair to say? Yeah, it's very interesting, you know, uh, life has a way of of cre- creating lots of coincidences. But when I was a kid in a rock band, um, the R- Jonathan Waterbury, he lived there. He had a little room in the bottom of the building that he rented out to us, and we had band practice there. So, you know, I've always had my eye on that building, and... Uh, I always thought it was super cool, and a lot of people in town know him and have you know hung out there and 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 have you know have experiences there. And so he was a musician. He actually had a little studio in that building at one point. And uh, you know, he, toward the end of his life, he was uh, a carpenter and worked on race cars. But uh, I really do think that that he would be thrilled to know that. Uh, music will be happening inside of the building. With that in mind, in um, just to, for our listeners, they may not understand the scope of what you guys plan to do. And so could you give me just a quick bullet point of the uses that you're going to have in the building? Uh, I know that for people listening, we're doing this podcast at Ovation Sound, and it's up in North Point. Uh, and it's on the far north side of the, uh, or not the far north side, but the north side of downtown and in an office park. 
And so you guys here have all of the equipment rooms, like we're sitting there in the middle of a large sound uh, room right now, and you like you. This is something that um, has been here for how long? How long have you been in business? Yeah. So I'll talk about the studio, and then I'll let Laura close it out with the the alternate uses of the space. But recording studios are essentially a no brainer for failure. Um, there's really no way to make a profit owning a recording studio. Um, you know, recording is a luxury. You know, you don't need to record like you need food and clothes. You, you don't. There are some people I know that are 100 years old and never step foot inside of a recording studio. So since 2005, when we've been here at Ovation, we have been just fighting to break even, which is great. You know, every year if we can break even, we're happy and we're making music and we're making people happy. And it's great. The reason why we decided to venture into this new space is to create alternate revenue sources so that we could enjoy recording and, and, and provide that service to artists and at the same time be making money elsewhere to be able to afford to send our kids to college one day or whatever. But basically, as far as the recording studio goes, we're going to have two control rooms and a huge live room, two stories um, you know, very large space, big enough to put a choir or a chamber orchestra or a string quartet or a big band jazz uh, group. And then we'll have lots of isolation booths so that we can, you know, uh, record bands and such and not have everybody in the same room bleeding into each other's microphones. Uh, we're going to have the top of the line. I, I mean, uh, the cutting edge software and gear that's just recently been made available that will enable us to uh, record shows from across the street at Ramcat if bands want to. Uh, we'll be able to tie into the Stevens Center downtown. We'll be able to do a lot of really cool stuff. We'll be able to, to if a band shows up, we can push the live button and have them live streaming their entire recording session. Uh, we can also push record on the video cameras and be creating audio content so that at the end, if they want to make music videos and stuff, they can. We're also going to start up a uh, an after-school program for kids at the arts-based school where they can learn how to do things like record and run lights and all the nerdy stuff, the behind-the-scenes music uh, stuff. There's a lot of kids that love music but don't necessarily want to take piano lessons or guitar lessons they want to do the cool behind the scenes computer stuff and you know back when i was a kid doing that stuff you got made fun of but now that's like the new cool thing <laughs> is to to you know to play with computers and to make manipulate sounds and there's a lot of kids that are going to be really excited about that and we can't wait to work with them and help them out in that way and then we'll also continue to teach at Wake Forest and at the University of North Carolina School of the Arts will have kids come from those schools to come take classes and recording. And then the big thing is that we'll have this other space that we can use to, for alternate revenue streams, which I'll let Laura touch on. Yeah, so we'll have uh, a couple of spaces that would be short-term rentals, and that could be Airbnb or VRBO or maybe even long-term rentals. One of those spaces, though, would be multi-use with the studio. And um, that could be a lounge, a green room, if we are having events. 
Um, but also when bands or groups come to record, they can stay there. You know, I don't know if anyone's witnessed what recording is like, but it happens at all hours um, of the night sometimes. And so they'll be able to stay in the place where they're recording, which leads us to uh, the other, the upstairs portion where our family will live. Um, and so we're kind of, you know, Bill and I both being musicians we're we're busy. We love what we do, but it it costs a lot of our time and it will it will be nice for I think it'll be nice for Bill to be able to work the hours he needs to work and have his family close by upstairs. And and that's really the thing that I think people they get a grasp of. It's a nine thousand square foot building and they're repurposing what we would call in the industry adaptive reuse of a historic building. And in order to make the building in order for them to, they've had to spend a lot of money on construction of the building and uh, getting it to where they want to be. In order to pay off the debt service on that, they have to have multiple income streams. And it's a really um, uh, cool thing that they're able to essentially use this for different things, but they're all related together while at the same time, you're uh, both musicians, and you've dedicated your life to sound uh, recording and to music. And tell us about your uh, talents, your musical talents, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, so I'm a flutist, and I came to Winston-Salem 25 years ago to attend Salem College, where I studied uh, flute performance and um, then I took a year off to nanny and audition for orchestras, and I got into an orchestra in Hickory, North Carolina, Western Piedmont Symphony, and the Salisbury Symphony. And um, I also got into the North Carolina School of the Arts, where I did my master's degree, and that's where I met Bill. Um, he was a composition major at the time, and he needed a flute player for his music, so um, that's how we met. And long story short, got married um, <laughs> And so, so yeah, my, my income basically is I perform in regional orchestras. I teach flute at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I commute a couple times a week. And, um, and then I ended up going to get my doctorate at UNC Greensboro. So I've just kind of been in the area for the past 25 years, which you know, doctor, I can't believe. Dr. Danger Flute. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's your email handle, yeah. Danger My flute. maiden name is Dangerfield, and... Uh, you know, back when we were, I guess when we were dating, Bill signed me up for my my email address. Danger. What danger kind of flute. music were you producing that you needed a flute in the uh, in the? Well, um, so when you're studying composition at a conservatory, you know you're writing music for string quartets or chamber ensembles, and there's there's a there's a one very specific ensemble that's really popular, and it was made popular by a composer named Schoenberg. Um, uh, there's a, a piece called Pierrot Lunaire, and it, it was a... Instead of... You know, the, before that, there was like a string quartet or a woodwind quintet, but he combined the two ideas and had... A group that had strings and woodwinds and a piano and percussion, and in that particular piece, also a singer. And that inspired tons of other works with the same instrumentation. And one year when I was there, there was a group called Eighth Blackbird that came to do a residency 
And so the, all the composers were asked to write a piece for that instrumentation. And uh, I wrote the piece. And then when I wanted to, they, they came and they read it for me and recorded it, but they only uh, played one movement of it. And so for my recital, I wanted to get the whole piece played. And so I, I asked um, my friends to play it for me. Uh, and, and the first performance of it, there was this amazing flute player named Lisa Ransom, who's been a friend of our family for a million years. She played it. And then when I was going to have it performed again, she wasn't able to do it. And uh, she recommended Laura. And I fell in love with her at the first rehearsal. And, and that was that. So recently, I'm recording our financial podcast and talking with Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. And the phrase hits us, debt-free in 2023. Makes for a good headline. But we can all admit it's pretty aggressive. Even if that's unrealistic, you can still make this the year you get serious about your financial goals. Saving for retirement, saving for your child's college education, those might be realistic. Now, where do you go? You could do a web search and get 10 different answers, or you could go to a professional who knows your financial goals and concerns and treats you like a friend. We believe the best financial advice flows from a comprehensive plan with a local advisor committed to seeing you achieve your financial goals. If this sounds like it's for you, you can check out Three Magnolias Financial Advisors right here in Winston-Salem. Their website is 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com. You can learn more there or you can give them a call, 336-701-1600, and schedule a complimentary introductory meeting. Be comfortable with your financial future. 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors, retirement, financial planning, and investments. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. On closing out, I just want to say thank you for uh, taking on this project. It's clearly I've gotten to talk to you over a long period of time. The, the process of being basically your own general contractor it's hard to describe to people that you guys have really put your life, body, and soul into this project. And I hope that when the time comes, you guys take advantage of the opportunities to visit the place, make an appointment, or uh, take some music lessons, or uh, in some way uh, try to let other people know about the services of this business and uh, or have some uh, – your in-laws stay at the Airbnb uh, while they're while they're out yeah. of town <laughs> instead of staying at your house. <laughs> but anyhow, any final things? I guess one last question. But do you guys have a name for the building or any like um, uh, branding name, or is it just simply Eight Hundred One North Liberty Street? Uh, that's funny you should say that. We we've been thinking about it, and we'll come up with the perfect thing. The only thing I would add, I'll say this real quick and then I'll let Laura have the final word because she always likes to have the final word. Um, I just want to say, you know, thanks to Keith Wilson, our architect. Thanks to uh, Jason Anderson, who helped us with the bank loan. Um, and then all of our uh, subcontractors like Max, Roke, and 
Michael Billings and um, uh, Chris Bowles, who helped us with the insulation, uh, Tim Baskin, our electrician, who's amazing, uh, Jeremy Reed, who's been helping us with some uh, carpentry stuff, and um, Joe Grubb, who has helped us with a lot of framing and his crew. There's a lot of people that we would not have been able to do this without. Um, Kelly, who, who's helped us dig up the, the asphalt that revealed that beautiful, uh, the beautiful pavers underneath that, that's going to make us the coolest driveway in the world. Tim Head, who's done brick work for us. I mean, there's so many people that I'm sure I've forgotten some people, but people that we could not have done without. And, and, it really does take an army to do stuff like this. And, and Jamie Dose, of course, um, old North State contracting, who's been my, my, I mean, I don't know what I would have done without him. <laughs> and then, Laura, do you have anything else? Well, I know the pressure's on to say something last. Um, just that, you know, this all seems kind of wild and crazy, but it all comes down to the fact that, you know, for lack of, trying to make a Hallmark card out of it. Just music changes lives. Everything that's happened to Bill and I in our lives is surrounded by music. And and it doesn't matter if you're a musician or not. It, it Music creates dopamine in your system and it creates feel-good vibes. And we just think that it doesn't matter how involved you are in music or what level of musician you are. Music does change lives. And I think that's kind of our, our mission. Well, let me ask you one last question because <laughs> I completely agree with you. And I think that... What would be the best way to, if someone wanted to talk to you, Laura or Bill, what's the best way to access you guys if they have an interest in maybe their children or themselves being involved or them making some type of sound, but them providing uh, or some them trying to take advantage of your services, what would be the best way to get in touch with you? I think uh, an email would be great. Um, you know, Ovation Sound has a, has a pretty good website. It will get better once we get the new building. Uh, we haven't updated it for a while because we don't want to waste time updating it until we get the new space. But ovationsound.com will get you there. And then, you know, my email address is bill at ovationsound.com. And uh, the studio telephone number is on the website. You can find us pretty easily through that. We also have Ovation Sound Facebook page. And, you know, I, it wouldn't be very hard to to find us if you wanted to and we welcome anyone who wants to reach out and talk even if it's just to ask a couple of questions a lot of people don't know anything about recording and 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 they don't know whether or not they would want to take advantage of such services but you know we have uh recorded commercials for barbecue restaurants we've we've recorded the phone triage thing that says you know for Shelly McPherson, press four. You know, that kind of stuff. We've recorded uh, Dr. Maya Angelou, record, uh, her, you know, reading her amazing book, I Know Why Cage Bird Sings. Um, we've had Hollywood movie stars come in here just to read one line that got messed up with a plane flying over while they were shooting it. Uh, you know, we've worked with George Clooney. We've worked with... Anna Kendrick. We've worked with um, all kinds of of different people. So the recording studio can do a lot that you wouldn't necessarily 
imagine is possible. So if you ever have any questions, just give us a call. If you want a gift certificate for your nephew who is musically inclined and might want to write a song or something, give us a holler. Also, I just remembered one person that I forgot to thank, which is my dad. He has been such an amazing anchor through all this. And I think that we probably would have crashed and burned without him. Thank you guys for being on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thanks for all your support in our crazy project. It's it's been fun. Yeah. The downtown uh, Winston-Salem, I mean, that another uh, group, you guys, we couldn't have done it without you. You you came in at the last minute and and got us the the last little bit of support we needed to to cross the finish line so we're we will be on your podcast anytime you want us well you know i uh i think this project is one that downtown is a place where we can do and have done many different projects that are just the adaptive reuse of an old building to the new economy is one that brings in things that haven't been done in the past that have typically been more homogeneous. Like, for instance, residential hasn't generally blended with sound studio. And yet it works downtown. And it's a lot of it's because we have a wide open zoning category and a lot of historic buildings. But this one is one where I think this is going to give you guys a high profile area. People are going to wonder what's in the location and I think this podcast was meant to try to share hey what's going on there in that building and we can point to this podcast and they can get the details and thanks for being on it till we talk again all right hey thanks for listening to this episode on the triad podcast network our mission is simple provide information advice and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina triad such a great place to be you can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.